Hey, have you ever used Cheapo Air? For years, and I really like it. With Cheapo Air, you can book online, use their app, or even over the phone. They've got great prices on over 500 airlines and millions of accommodations. They're my go-to for travel planning. And if you join their Club Miles program, you can earn points to save on the cost of your travel. Book on the app, and you get double points. Sounds like it's time I tried Cheapo Air. Call Cheapo Air at 855-247-3279 or visit CheapoAir.com slash podcast. Hi, I'm Adam McKay, and welcome to Bedtime Stories with Adam McKay, the show where we improvise a bedtime story to hopefully help you ease into a wonderful night of sleep during these crazy, bonkers times that we're living through. How you been sleeping lately, Harry? Honestly, not great. It's been, you know, it's a stressful time, obviously, but... My mind just races. It's hard to calm it down and go to sleep. You know, it's funny. I've been having the same thing because I'm a world-class sleeper. I I can sleep anywhere. I can sleep leaning against a wall. When I get on a plane, I go to sleep right away. I love sleep. And lately, for some reason, I've been waking up around 4 a.m. every night. Uh, and I've never had this before. And, uh, the good thing is I'm able to go back to sleep. I actually use podcasts, books on tape, and it kind of like is able to shut down the kind of speedy part of my mind a little bit. And Paul Oster, I've been reading a lot. He's great because his stories kind of interconnect and twist and turn. So Mm -hmm. that's been helping a lot, but yeah, I kind of hear you. I've had, I've had a little bit of that as well. Do you ever do anything like go for a walk or a bike ride beforehand or swimming is good? Swimming always makes me tired. The thing that I've been doing is I'll get up in the middle of the night and make a quesadilla and then eat the quesadilla. And that usually helps a little bit. Yeah, I've I've gone down that road throughout my life many, many times. Quesadilla, uh, wheat thins dipped in cream cheese. Sure. I'll watch uh, some sort of true crime show. I find that that's not really a matter of that that works, but it's more of a thing of like, I'm just up for an hour and a half and then I get tired. Yeah. And then you got a belly full of food, which I think helps. Which also helps, yeah. Yeah. Um, Get your mind off of it, though. I think that's important. So uh, if you're listening to the show, I think you know how it works, but welcome to Zzz with uh, Adam and Harry. And uh, the way it works is Harry gives me a suggestion And inspired by that suggestion, I will make up a bedtime story for you. Since I'm improvising it, it might be a little messy, might be a little scattershot. I'll try to do my best, but it doesn't really matter because you're going to be listening to it as you're pulling the nice cool sheets over yourself, putting your head on the pillow and going to sleep. So, Harry, you want to give me uh, anything, an object, a location, a Name, anything that just comes to your mind. Well, for our previous conversation, why don't we go with quesadilla? Oh, I love quesadillas. Man, quesadillas are really like the perfect food, aren't they? I mean, my my big debate with quesadillas is like, I like them so much, just simple, like cheese quesadilla that you start getting into like chicken and avocado in it. And I almost feel like it loses. I mean, it's kind of like a grilled cheese sandwich. Like, I don't really want tomatoes in my grilled cheese sandwich. All right, quesadilla. Hmm. 
Jeffrey was walking the aisles of the local supermarket up the street from his apartment, or as it was called on the sign, Supermercado. They had your standard selection of different kinds of milks and cheeses, but as you can tell by the name, it was run by a proprietor of Mexican descent, and they had a... They had a lot of different offerings at the supermarket, like hard tostada shells, different kinds of uh, cheeses than you would see in an American supermarket, that kind of white crumbly cheese. And uh, most of all, they had a whole section of the supermarket that was filled with at least 14 different kinds of tortillas in different packages. Some were the kind of tortillas that were made by a commercial brand or a corporation. You could tell were probably shipped in trucks to the supermarket. Others had more of a handmade artisanal quality to them with quirky, stylish labels. But at the very end of the selection of tortillas was a packaged tortilla that honestly looked like someone had pretty much just wrapped plastic around it in their home and had just stuck a sticker on it that said Tito's Tortillas. And something about it for Jeffrey that he liked, it looked so handmade and authentic and it didn't hurt that it was kind of cheap. Jeffrey didn't have a lot of money. He was driving for a food delivery service and would work two days at the local city library And between that, he was able to cover his share of his rent with his roommate, but didn't have a whole lot extra, so he had to watch what he was spending. So he decided to buy Tito's tortillas. He bought a couple bottles of sparkling water. He bought a little bit of cheese, the cheap kind of cheese, those American slices, like the worst they had. But once again, he had to watch it. And he went home. It was around 5.30. He had worked that day. He didn't have a any time scheduled that day at the library. And uh, he was watching television. He was watching some show about a bunch of people who all lived in a house and were trying to start a band with each other. But the people were a little too good looking. So there's something about it that didn't feel like they really wanted to start a band, that they were actually just there to be on a reality show. And The amount of arguing they did, too, was just way beyond how even people that argued a lot would not argue this much. And you could tell clearly there were producers off camera trying to stoke them. And uh, there was a lot of beer around, hoping they would get drunk and stuff would go down and people would hook up, which they did. But it was a perfect kind of thing for Jeff to watch just to kind of shut off his brain after delivering food for nearly seven hours that day. And he had gotten a parking ticket, which right away destroyed his entire day. You know, he was lucky if he walked away with $200 for a day's work like that, if the tips were really, really good. But when you get hit with a $58 parking ticket, it just means he's almost breaking even. So he's watching the show. His roommate, Sam, came home. Sam had a pretty good job by the standards of all his other friends. He was an assistant for the curator of the Museum of Modern Art. But the curator also came from a wealthy family and had a giant house. 
And Sam was able to make a pretty good salary working for this, and he had health care. So Sam was, to some degree, living the life of Riley, which I don't know if that's a phrase people use anymore, but used to be pretty common. It means you're doing really well. But sometimes you would get strange calls at 1 in the morning, 2 in the morning, and have to go run errands. So it wasn't the perfect job. But he said hi to Sam. They chatted a bit. It was starting to get late, so Jeff decided to go to sleep. And he got into his bed. He had a great comforter that he had had for about four years. It was that kind of comforter that just perpetually feels cool when you pull it over yourself. So he dozed off. But then a couple hours later, he woke up, and he was very awake. He looked at his clock next to his bed, and it was 3.40 in the morning, which, you know, it's kind of nice when you wake up and it's you have another hour and a half of sleep, but you don't want to wake up right in the middle of the night. So Jeff turned over and tried to go back to sleep, but there was something about his mind was just kick-started, and he couldn't get to sleep. So, you know, even though Jeff was only 24 years old, he knew that it's diminishing returns to try and fight it and go back to sleep. So he got up, went into the living room, and decided to make himself a snack. He pulled out the Tito's tortillas, and he opened the package. And the wrapper wasn't really even like a plastic wrapping. It was more like cellophane. It almost had like a crinkly, hard feeling to it, which is a strange way to wrap tortillas. But as soon as he opened it, as he broke the seal, what little seal it had, he almost felt this waft of freshness like these tortillas had just been made like three hours before, even though that's impossible because he was watching Top of the Charts, which was the name of that show about the people trying to form a band. So he knew it wasn't made then. He had bought it earlier. And when he took out two of the tortillas, they were so fresh. They felt almost like a quilt. They had a puffiness to them. And he could have sworn they almost felt a little bit warm. But, you know, he was making a snack, and even though they looked pretty fantastic, he uh, took out some of the cheese he had bought, which wasn't the best cheese, and he took out some little hot sauce and uh, put them on a plate, put them in the microwave, and uh, heated them up, folded them over, put some hot sauce on them, and went in to see if there was anything on his basic cable, which they were some of the last people to hold on to cable. All their friends had switched to just their computers, but he sort of liked the routine of flipping through the channels. And he started flipping through the channels and he found an old sitcom from the late 70s that just seemed to perpetually be playing from 2 a.m. to 7 a.m. And it was about a cranky man whose wife had divorced him and he had, through his work at the hospital, had befriended two twins who were 11 years old, smart-alecky twins and it was called uh, Two Plus One Makes Ted. And uh, it was one of those shows that had a really loud laugh track to it. Once again, Jeff was, you know, not tired, but tired, and just wanted something to play that was familiar. And he took a bite of his quesadilla, and it was delicious, pillowy. And even though the cheese was that orange American cheese, which wasn't the best, man, the quesadilla with a little bit of the hot sauce was just perfect. And he was by himself. His roommate, Sam, was sleeping, but he made a sound like, mmm. He couldn't help it. It was involuntary. And he finished the quesadilla. And, you know, when you're really enjoying food, you almost don't even think about the fact that you're going to be having more. And before he knew it, he was already walking into the kitchen, took out the Tito's tortillas, and made two more little quesadillas with cheese, put them in the uh, microwave. 
And when they were done, after a minute, a little cheap ding on his crappy used microwave, he put some hot sauce on him, went back in with a two plus one equals Ted playing and almost couldn't remember eating the quesadillas. They were so delicious. And uh, he went and he made two more. I mean, you know, these are not huge tortillas. So the idea of having, you know, four or five little mini quesadillas, quite a bit of eating, more than he would normally do, but not insane. And after the last round, he felt, because blood was going to his stomach, he actually found himself getting tired and he went back to bed. Have you ever used Cheapo Air? For years, and I really like it. With Cheapo Air, you can book online, use their app, or even over the phone. They've got great prices on over 500 airlines and millions of accommodations. They're my go-to for travel planning. And if you join their Club Miles program, you can earn points to save on the cost of your travel. Book on the app, and you get double points. Sounds like it's time I tried Cheapo Air. Call Cheapo Air at 855-247-3279 or visit CheapoAir.com slash podcast. We woke up the next morning to the smell of eggs being cooked and that sizzly sound that's just always the best sound. And it was surprising because neither he nor Sam really did much cooking besides microwaving stuff. And he came into the kitchen and sure enough, Sam was in there making eggs. Hey, he said, you want some eggs? And he said, of course, love some. And he noticed that Sam was eating the eggs with the Tito's tortillas. And the package was open and he had... had quite a few of them. Sam said, these are the best tortillas I've ever had. Yeah. Yeah. I just bought them yesterday. And Sam's a good guy realized, oh my God, I'm so sorry. I should have asked you. I'll give you a couple dollars for them. He's like, ah, it's no big deal. They weren't that expensive. They were actually the cheapest ones they have. He's like, really? These are amazing. Sam served up some eggs and gave Jeffrey the last couple tortillas. And uh, Jeffrey had to work at the library that day. He worked in the travel and geographical section on the third floor, and they had books with maps. They had picture books from all around the world, scientific books about changing tectonic plates and how to create borders. That was one book he had found. There's actually people that go and create borders from the UN in conjunction with countries. And he had found that pretty fascinating. I mean, this, by the way, wasn't the section that Jeffrey would have chosen. He got assigned it, but there's something kind of wonderful about being in a big, beautiful building with stone walls and baffles to mute the sound and just thousands and thousands of books. And that smell, that wonderful smell of old books that just led Jeffrey to, to no matter what section he was assigned in to go peruse the books and, and always looking for that one book that no one had checked out in like 25, 30 years, you know, and it had that smell and in the binding that you just don't see anymore. So by doing that, Jeffrey had read some unusual books and the day went by pretty smoothly there was one moment where a gentleman was in the library and he was wearing a very nice suit, but people kept coming up and complaining about a smell. And occasionally there would be homeless people who would come into the library to get out of the weather or the heat. And, you know, Jeffrey always tried to accommodate them. They were having a hard time and it is a public place. But he was looking at this guy and he just... The suit he was wearing was very nice. Looked almost bespoke, like it had been tailor-fitted for him. And 
Jeffrey kept asking the people, are you talking about that guy right there? He also had looked like a fresh haircut. So finally, Jeffrey made busy and acted like he had to do something near the gentleman and started walking over to check some books and uh, look at a couple of the computers to make act like he was checking to make sure they were functioning. And he got hit with this smell, this pungent, acrid smell that almost made his eyes water. And he thought for sure, that's not that gentleman. There's something's going on. An animal got in here and died. But as he moved closer to the man, now he wasn't even pretending that he was busy. He was just trying to track where the smell was coming from. It took him right to the gentleman who was there. And now that he was close to him, he could tell the suit he was wearing looked like an Armani suit. Jeffrey didn't know much about fashion, but he thought he saw something on the cuff, maybe a label. Before he knew it, he had followed the smell. He was looking right at the man and he's, the man looked at him and just said, can I help you? And he said, I'm so sorry. Do you smell that smell? Gentleman, very quickly, nope, I don't smell anything. Huh, because there's something, a very strong, pungent smell around here. I may have to get the janitorial staff. There, there may be a dead mouse or a pigeon that's around here. And the gentleman said, well, I'm trying to do some research and I don't appreciate being disturbed. Jeffrey said, oh, I'm, I'm so sorry. And he looked and the, the man had a couple of books with maps out. He could have sworn under one of the books he saw what looked like an adult magazine with a flash of flesh on the cover, but he didn't look again because this was already an awkward discussion. And Jeffrey said, I, very politely, I'm so sorry to bother you. And then the man, before he knew it, it escalated into a full rage. I am a taxpayer. I pay for this library. And you come and you accuse me of not smelling the way you think people will screw you. And he shoved Jeffrey and he stormed out of the library. He later asked Patricia, who worked downstairs, if she had seen the guy. And she said, oh, yeah, he left really angry. And he said that Jeffrey upstairs is not good at his job. Jeffrey's like, how does he know my name? It was an odd encounter, but, you know, sometimes that happened at a public library. But the main headline of Jeffrey's day was that he couldn't wait to get back to the supermercado and get some more Tito's tortillas. He was thinking about it constantly. He realized those weren't just good tortillas. They were the best tortillas he'd ever had in his life. In fact, if you just looked at all food on a continuum of how fresh, the quality of how it's made versus how prepackaged preservatives, it might have been the best food he had ever had. And he had hours to think about this. This wasn't a rash decision. In fact, he even told two or three other people he was working with if they, he told them about the tortillas and asked them if they'd ever heard of Tito's tortillas and they hadn't. So as soon as he was done work, he made a beeline for the east-west bus, took it back to his neighborhood, got off the stop, knew exactly that it was three blocks to the supermercado and did one of those fast speed walking walks where your hips kind of go sideways because he didn't quite want to run because that would work up a sweat, but he really wanted these tortillas. He went into the supermercado. He went over to the section. He went past the big corporate tortillas that are delivered in the truck. He went past the artisanal ones that are probably from local makers, and he went to the end where the Tito's tortillas were. There had been several packages the day before, and there were none. It was an empty slot. They were out. So Jeffrey went to the front of the store and there was a manager there and he said, uh, excuse me. And the manager who was a man in his mid sixties, uh, Mexican American, uh, looked back at him with a tough, 
kind of beat up face, but yet a nice crisp white shirt. Clearly a guy who took pride in how he dressed for work said, uh, yes, how may, I help, how may I help you, senor? He appreciated being called senor. He liked when, as a young man, when people called him sir or senor, it was always a little odd. Uh, but usually a gentleman of this age didn't do it, but you could tell this guy was very professional. And he said, yes, I'm asking about the Tito's tortillas. And the manager looked up, manager, perhaps owner, looked up in a way, ah, I don't know what you're talking about. Our tortillas in the back, whatever we have there. And he said, yes, but yesterday you had these tortillas. They were handmade tortillas and they were so good. And I bought a package and between my roommate and I, we ate them all. That's how good they were. And I'm here today and I see an empty slot, but there aren't any. The manager said, hold on one second. He walked over with him to the uh, tortilla section and he looked where the empty slot was. He said, I... I don't know what was there. I never heard. I'm the owner of the store. I've owned this store for nine years. I have never heard of Tito's tortillas. Really? Well, you definitely had them yesterday. He says, I can check with my wife. Maybe she tried a different brand for a short... Before Jeffrey knew it, he was almost interrupting the man, Go, yes, could you please do that? Could you check with your wife? Very unlike him. Jeffrey was usually fairly soft-spoken. And... The manager was a bit taken aback by how harsh his tone was. He said, I absolutely can. Hold on one second, please. And he went through the back door and he came back with a very attractive, beautiful woman who looked uh, half Asian, half some other sort of ethnicity he could not identify, but distinctly not Mexican and looked to be a good 10 to 15 years younger than the manager, but very striking with piercing brown eyes, long black hair, very physically fit, and uh, very attractive. He just couldn't take her eyes off her. And she said, uh, and with no accent whatsoever, uh, oh, how may I help you? And he said, I'm so sorry to bother you, but you had these Tito's tortillas yesterday, and they were so good, and I looked, and there's an empty slot. She said, I'm so sorry. I don't know what you're talking about. I've never heard of that brand before. After she said this, there was just a three, four-second beat of silence where all three of them realized there was nothing really further to discuss. And he said, okay, uh, well, thank you for your time. I'm sorry to have bothered you. And Jeffrey left the store, started walking back to his house, and we've all experienced disappointment where you think you're going to get something or you think you're about to have something that you're very excited about. And, you know, once the reality hits, it stings a little bit and you move on. But there's something about this that Jeffrey just could not let go. He simply had never had anything as perfect, as delicious, as lovingly made as Tito's tortillas. So as he started walking back to his apartment, he actually took a beeline and he went to the back of the supermercado and he started looking through the dumpster and looking around through some packing crates that were back there, some old pallets from all the deliveries they had. It wasn't a big place, but it was a good size, probably about the size of three box stores and a strip mall put together. There's some spray paint on the walls back there too. It was a little bit of a tough neighborhood, but not so rough that Jeffrey felt threatened. And he started looking through the garbage and while he was doing it, he thought, this is crazy. We're talking about tortillas, who cares? But he kept looking and looking and finally, sure enough, he found that kind of hard cellophane paper with half of a torn label on it. And he could see T-Tor-T on the half. 
and it was that same almost handmade label. And at that exact moment, the back door opened and it was the owner of the store's wife. And she stared at him with a blank face and said, what are you doing? And Jeffrey said, I, I almost desperate. I found the wrapper. Look, here's half a wrapper, Tito's tortillas. You have them. You're looking through our garbage? Yes, but look, here's half the wrapper. I told you this was a tortilla. What are you doing? She said. But still, he was so frenzied with finding the wrapper, he was unable to feel the shame that she seemed to want him to feel. Until finally he realized with her look that he was being a bit pathetic. He dropped the wrapper in the dumpster and he said, I'm sorry, I, this sounds ridiculous, but I've just never, I, I, I've never had anything that good. And both of you say you didn't. She walked over to him. She put her left hand on his collar. She leaned in and she kissed him on the cheek. The softest, most loving, sensual kiss you could ever imagine. It was nothing like how Europeans say hi and give each other a quick peck. She took her time and every bit of it felt like a deliberate move. And after she had kissed him, she looked him in the eyes and she said, let it go. And she turned and she walked through the back door and back into the store. And Jeffrey stood there for what must have been 20 seconds trying to digest, trying to figure out, trying to process the feelings from what had just happened. And finally, almost in a rote manner, he turned around and just started walking back to his apartment, following a path he had followed a million times. As he got to his apartment, a beautiful Lamborghini pulled up to a stoplight. And inside, he saw the man in the Armani suit who made eye contact with him, rolled down his window and just yelled, fuck you, Jeffrey, and then sped off, accelerating from zero to what must have been a hundred miles an hour in mere seconds. Jeffrey went up to his house, took off his jacket, sat on the couch and just stared out the window. The end. <laughs> How you feeling? I'm feeling pretty good. Yeah. That was enjoyable. I, I have to say, I really enjoyed imagining the perfect tortilla. Yeah. And you know what I mean, those tortillas? I've had them a few times in my life where they're like, they deliver them to your table and they're like warm. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I don't like the ones, the corn ones, where they have the kind of the layers that separate. Yeah. I guess I like flour tortillas better where they almost have a pillowy quality. And I just thought if you were broke and you were to stumble upon something that good, it could almost make a giant difference in your life. Um, I also like the idea that there's just things going on that Jeffrey doesn't understand or know. Yeah. And that period in your life when you're like 24 years old and there just feel to be, seem to be like layers of the world you don't fully understand. Yeah. Yeah. I, I filled in some of the backstory in my mind about who the man in the library was and how, and uh, I won't reveal what I've what I've come up with, but it really did give me a lot to think about. I'm very sleepy and I'm very hungry. I like it. That's a good combination. Well, thank you for joining us. I'm Adam McKay. I'm Harry Nelson. And we will give you another bedtime story next week.
Bedtime Stories with Adam McKay is a production of Hyperobject Industries and Sony Music Entertainment. It's executive produced by Adam McKay, Claire Slaughter, and me, Harry Nelson, with production assistance by Jordan Allen and Zaley Mahone. Engineering, sound design, and original score by Isaac Lee. Thanks for listening, and if you're dreaming right now, you're welcome. Have you ever used Cheapo Air? For years, and I really like it. With Cheapo Air, you can book online, use their app, or even over the phone. They've got great prices on over 500 airlines and millions of accommodations. They're my go-to for travel planning. And if you join their Club Miles program, you can earn points to save on the cost of your travel. Book on the app, and you get double points. Sounds like it's time I tried Cheapo Air. Call Cheapo Air at 855-247-3279 or visit CheapoAir.com slash podcast.